I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with yeah. Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own them all. Figured out this is simple. My stock been going So when you think about Topps Barbecue, you... Think about the great barbecue. You think about that iconic cheeseburger. You think about that brisket. You think about that sweet and saucy sauce. Well, now you should be thinking about breakfast because breakfast is available at the Union location in Memphis at Toss Barbecue. We had a chance to try out that menu about a month ago before it went uh, to market before it was live, and it was amazing. That syrup-infused waffle. BLT, other great items. You will change the way you think about Toss Barbecue when you try out their breakfast. Get over there today. Or you do their fantastic burger with a fantastic fried egg on top of it for breakfast. You're not going to find a better one. That combo is lovely. That hash brown you're going to get with it's great. It's tops in the morning. You got to get used to it. As John said, you can get it now at the Union Avenue location. But don't forget about lunch and forget about dinner, too. That Fireman Burger's fantastic. That bologna sandwich so good. It's all good at Topps. That's why they've been rocking the way they have Topps Barbecue 70 years and still smoking. Every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so uh, in the world of college basketball, uh, which is kicking up here real soon, Memphis had its uh, its block party over the weekend, and uh, there were some sights and sounds that came out of that. It was basically like a... It was like Memphis Madness, but we didn't want to like bill it as that because like we don't know how many people would have showed up for it, kind of a thing. Is kind of how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. And because they still had a bunch of performers, they weren't like anybody that like the average Memphian would know. Probably they're like the young. I thought, I thought I was, they had they did whoop that trick. Oh, Capone, yeah, Al Capone came out, but that's a Grizzlies thing. I know. Like that's not a Tigers thing. And again, it's you're doing it on a Saturday. It's up against college football. Just you know. No, they did it right smack dab in the middle of Alabama. It, it, like honestly, even if I was like a massive Memphis basketball fan, there's I would rather watch Memphis. I would rather watch Alabama, Tennessee play football. I mean, it was a number three versus number six. Although, did I, maybe the best thing come out of that? And, and, and I was going through trying to catch up everything else. But I thought I saw Doc Holliday tweet out a video. Maybe it was someone else's of Penny's mom. Oh, really? I didn't listening see that. to Penny talk. And she was crying. Wow. Yeah. So, so, but with, with, uh, understand that, you know, the, the event, it's, you know, different than madness, all that. You, you, you went down this year, black party, but, but there was a, a, at least a video out there, and I could, I, I swore it said Penny's mother 
his mother uh, listening to him. You could and you could see this woman was crying just listening to him. If that, if that was the I, I thought poignant moment to say the least. I I was only on it for a second. I'm coming off planes and everything else, but it looked uh, it looked uh, to be quite maybe the moment of the of the thing, John. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, special. I, I I'm seeing it now. You see I'm looking, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I did not know that. Did not. How uh, about that? She's listening to him speak, and every word he said looked like it just had her tearing up. So. Well, I'm glad that uh, they. He seen, got paid while yeah. I was gone as well, didn't he? Not. I mean, oh he yes. He talked about it quite a bit. The ex- yes. The extension. I, I gave him a lifetime extension while you were I out. I saw that you wrote a story. Gave him a lifetime. I did. And the the big tape was Penny Hardaway will never be fired. He will he never be, be the coach for life. He will be the coach for life. I think we did. We did. We say that before he got the when he was getting the job that you're not going to fire Penny. It would be well, a it deal the, where it was the we, we, there was anxiety about how it would look, right? right and right. what it what oh, she yeah, would do. I, well, I remember I was one of the ones that brought it up. Said you um, don't want a Finch ending, but I think we both said yeah. too. It, the university could never let it come to that, right? That which, if you got to a point where it got nasty, what you would want <laughs> is Penny to step down and say, "Yeah, no, I just I, it's yeah. time for it to go to someone else." And now he's survived covid he survived the investigation he's got to the NCAA tournament there's just nothing that's going to bring that man down i mean there you know what i'm saying like it would have to get so bad which it won't like he i don't i don't see him letting it get to the, uh, that low of a point he will keep players on the roster um regardless in terms of the uh ap poll that was released today memphis not in it for the first time in a while right i guess they didn't go in the covid year they weren't ranked in the covid year uh, but they were ranked last year, and they were ranked in 2019-2020. So for the second time in four years, they are not ranked in the top 25. They did get a single vote. Like, they got one. Okay. We don't know who it was from, but uh, they did get one vote. And look, I think for Memphis, it's actually not a bad place to be. Um, I had Jeff Goodman on while you were gone, and he's actually pretty high on Memphis this year. Uh, thinks they'll be really good. Thinks they'll be a tournament team for sure, and uh, thinks they could be, you know, as high as a sixty, which is, you know, I think pretty as far as national pundits go, about as bullish as it'll probably get. Because most, most don't. I mean, well, I, I love him, but Meyer Metcalf thought Emmanuel Acow was still on this roster when I talk when, when I talked to well, him. Well, in his defense, it's kind of hard to keep up. Yeah, no, it is. That's fair. With the transfer poor way You're right. now. You're right. Um, but yes, uh, I, I think this is a good spot for Memphis because. There really seem to be – there aren't outsized expectations. It doesn't feel like. I mean, I think the, the baseline is get to the NCAA tournament and build on what you did last season, but it's not like you're coming in here, you know, all ballyhoo, top ten, you know, flashy recruits. Yes, Kendrick Davis is your point guard. Um, but it does feel like there's a little bit less sexiness with the transfers just generally than uh, – and maybe that's because they're not – NBA prospects too, right? Maybe that's because like there's not a right. They don't. They don't. A lottery pick um, um, among the yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, and Jalen Duran, like it was last year. Yeah. So that even starting the year with Imani. You, you yeah. Think when you start the year, this is a, a soon to be draft pick. Well, it's it's funny because uh, people always associate, oh, he's he's going to be an NBA player with that means that he's going to be great in college or he's going to be great on this team and this team's going to be great as a result. And the answer is usually, I mean, how good was Michael Porter at uh, was it Washington? I think that's where he went, right? Porter was Missouri. Was he Missouri? Yeah. Who's the kid that went to Washington? Wasn't there like a, a, a son of an NBA player or a son of an assistant that went there? I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Fultz. Mark Hill. Yeah, yeah. Fultz. What'd they do? They didn't do nothing, right? They didn't do anything there. Um, sometimes those two don't even relate. NBA kid, you know, NBA potential in, in college. I actually think there's a good chance that Memphis actually comes out of the gates really well. Because they have good college basketball players, they don't. They may not have an NBA prospect, 
but they got good college basketball players. And so doesn't shock. I didn't expect Memphis to be in the top twenty. No. I don't think you expected them to be in the top twenty-five. But I think they have a really good chance to get there soon. Well, no, early in the season, I think it rides on your shooting. To be quite honest with you, Pay, I, I don't worry about Pay, this team. Pay told you. Pay told you stop worrying. He said he heard you talk about it. Mm-mm. He heard the noise. He don't want to hear it no more. No, I mean, and that's fine. Uh, we can say, you know, when it, when the time comes, you'll knock down the shots. But for the most part, when you've had to, you've had shot makers that could come through for you the last couple of years. Um, you, you have less proven ones, fewer proven ones this year. Mm-hmm. So whereas, you know, the question going the last couple of years has always has been point guard. You've got that one licked. Your point guard can shoot in this case, can distribute whatever you want him to do, but is he going to have those guys? Because, again, I would go back to the point, I, I don't worry about Penny Hardaway teams defensively. I think they're going to be fine for the most part. You've got a lot of those pieces back. Um, it's is Kendrick Davis going to have help in those corners and on those wings in terms of knocking down the open shots that are going to be there? Again, you lose Lester. You lose Nolly. You lose Tyler Harris. That's that. That was the bulk of your outside shooting last year, and so that to me, in terms of if they can be a six seed, uh, being the number two team in this conference behind Houston, that's what's going to determine it. Is if you've got guys that can knock down those open shots. You know, that's that's the key. Yeah, and we haven't got to look at them yet, really. Right? We don't know. Uh, exhibitions will be coming up here soon, so we'll get a look at what it uh, what it looks like in practice. Feels like a lot of pressures on Keontae Kennedy. It is. I mean, there is a lot, you know, especially with Acott gone, because he's the most talented be a guy that wing. can knock down shots. Yeah. Be, you know, maybe your second, third leading scorer, but there, there's more pressure on him because he will now have a bigger piece of the pie offensively to, you know, in terms of responsibility. So it feels like a lot's riding on how good he is and whether or not he can be that guy that again drive the basket. That's his thing. But can mm-hmm. you knock down shots? Yeah, that'll be the question. I mean, they're going to need it. So anyway, um, Memphis does not come in uh, to the. Top twenty-five of the AP. Uh, I guess it would be, uh, you know, it would be good if I told you who was. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice to know. In the, uh, in the, it's, it's not all just about Memphis, is it? Uh, North Carolina, number one. I mean, they should be. They went to the championship game. They're bringing everybody back. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is your favorite team in America, Gonzaga. Gonzaga comes in at number two. You're always a firm believer in what they'll do. Uh, Houston, number three. A little higher than maybe I thought. Nah, you knew they'd be top five at least. I thought after they'd be top five, they'd be top three, bro. Uh, Kentucky, they have it all. Kentucky is fourth. Kansas is fifth. Uh, Duke is seventh. There's a tie for fifth. Baylor and Kansas. Uh, Duke is seventh. UCLA eight. Creighton nine. And then Arkansas is tenth. Um, trying to think, is there anybody else? Uh, oh, I mean, let's just talk about your your uh, who you have on your schedule, right? So you got Houston at number three. You've got. Um, You've got Auburn at 15. Okay. So, so that's a top 25 game. Alabama's not ranked, are they? Alabama is 20th. Hey. Um, let's see. Texas A&M is 26th. Okay. You get them. Good chance. They'll be ranked um, by the time you see them. St. Louis got 36 votes. Wow. So, And you got to go there. Uh, does Memphis play Florida State? They could, right? Mm-hmm. Florida State got 32 votes. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think who else does Memphis have. I think that's it. I think. Oh, does Memphis play UAB this year? I want to say they do. UAB got a vote. They bringing back that dude, Jelly. Dude, you think I'm locked in the UAB roster? Well, you should be, bro. I don't know no. what the hell you think you were doing Mm-mm. in Belize last week. Not you paying w- attention to UAB, fool. UAB, let's look. I don't have to worry about them as conference again until next year, right? Yeah, but we got to worry about them this year, bro. The point that they had that one good guard, if he's on the roster then uh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think Don't they – worry about no one good guard at UAB, one good guard. 
I mean, dude, yeah, they can bring, they can give you issues. Yeah, Jordan Walker is his name. He's there. He'll be there. He's a beast. <laughs> dude, Jordan Walker's a beast, bro. All right, get woke. Jelly Walker. He's one. Of, I'm just saying, like when that game comes up, Jordan. I mean, Penny and Frank Hayes gonna have a plan for that fool. Yeah, they, they, Penny they, already good defensively. You adding Frank in the matchup zone. Come on, man. What he? What he? Uh, oh yeah, the matchup zone. Man, we gonna give all kind of folks problems defensively. Penny was already good. You're add a, a, a great defensive whiz and Frank Hayes to him. It's only gonna be. It, it should only be uh, more perplexing. Jelly to averaged uh, twenty a game last year and forty percent from three. He was good. Yeah, he's a beast, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I ain't worried about him. You just want to tell us about this dude you you saw play for him. He's good. Yeah, because I think they made the NCAA tournament, didn't they? They played yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was he was good. He was actually good in that game, if I recall. Um, anyway, uh, that's uh, that is the uh, AP top twenty-five. Memphis has some real foes. They have some real competition. Some real teams on their schedule this year. Well, in the non-conference, so important this year. Yeah, you're, you're going to have very few opportunities for good wins in conference. So uh, Memphis, uh, Memphis is going to. Bennett points out that the UAB Memphis on the Facebook stream is going to be lit. You remember that one? It was disgusting. It was stadium. Yeah. It was an interesting concept because you're all like there in the chat. You're like, it, it felt low budget. Yeah, well, it was in fairness, and and this one will be too. Uh, but there you have it, Memphis, not in the top twenty-five just yet, but they will have chances to get there if they take care of business against these teams. Next story: Grizzlies with news uh, from over the weekend. Obviously, uh, it's old now, but Brandon Clark, the latest to get paid by the Grizzlies, got a four-year deal worth fifty million. Uh, reported 52. I heard Harrington say it's basically four for 50. Um, Clark obviously resigns along with John Morant, got the extension, John Conchar, Stephen Adams, uh, Tyus Jones also resigned during free agency. So it goes along with the Grizzlies playing, they're resigning their own uh, for the most part. I mean, you guys know uh, Brandon Clark last three seasons, 10.9 points uh, on almost 60% shooting. Last year, as a uh, he shot a career high sixty four point four percent from the field and uh, almost sixty seven percent on two pointers. Uh, those deals, as pointed out by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal, uh, compare favorably with Boston Celtics center Robert Williams. Recently got a four year deal worth fifty four. I mean, you talk about some some value. Robert Williams could end up being Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and the Mag- uh, Wendell Carter got a four year deal worth fifty. So in that neighborhood, in those cases, uh, also as Cole points out, those guys are starters. Uh, that shows you how high the uh, Memphis Grizzlies think uh, and value Brandon Clark clearly going forward. So, good deal, I felt like, on both sides of that. It was expected as much, too. Brandon Clark could pretty much let that cat out of the bag over media day that that extension was coming. The other news on the Grizzlies came out today. Not as much news as it is just where they, uh, what the NBA thinks of them, at least so far, at least going into this season, which starts Wednesday against the New York Knicks, the, the opener on the season. They're number eight. In NBA.com's power rankings, coming off a franchise record, what, 56-26 and 26 record last year. Uh, John Morant looks ready to go, ever averaging 32.1 points per 36 minutes, featuring plenty of highlights and a ton of free throws. His free throw rate attempts, uh, 55.2 attempts per 100 shots per field, ranked fourth among 76 players with at least 40 field goal attempts of the preseason. Bunch of stats telling you why the Grizzlies should be number eight. Uh, power rankings, I thought, though, that's about where they've been in just about everything we've seen. ESPN had them fourth in the West. I think I've leaned more towards that 
five or eight range just in terms of your starting this year without Jaron Jackson. Obviously going to have Santi in there unproven to start the year. Some other inexperienced guys, Jake LaRavia among those guys, going to be trying to hold it down without Jaron. So, again, trying to get into a top four that I think, too, you've got to consider Clippers jumping up into going to be tough. Uh, but, again, we've set these expectations before. This is uh, definitely a playoff team, and maybe, maybe, maybe with a little magic and Jaron getting back early enough, maybe you are back in a top four you've got home court advantage. But the Grizzlies, number eight over at NBA.com's power rankings. And Brandon Clark, hey, you want a loan, go ask him for it right now. Uh, yeah. New extension for him, and I think a fair one. One of the um, one of the cap or no caps that we didn't get to was the Grizzlies are doing the right thing by resigning all their guys. You pointed it out, all the all the dudes that they have, have brought back, and, and uh, are, are they without flaws, these players? No, but I do think when you look at championship teams, you know, over the course of history, very rarely are they teams that have siphoned in and out, right? I mean, you're you're keeping, you know, Golden State. We know, you know, they kept their guys, right? They kept Steph, they kept Clay, they kept Draymond. You know, uh, Milwaukee kept Giannis. They kept Chris Middleton. Yeah, they added, uh, you know, Drew Holiday. But you know, a lot of those guys they kept. Um, I think it's it's really important, and you can't really overstate, you know, the the strength and the and and importance of culture. Um, and I think that's what the Grizzlies are, are clearly building here, you know. And look, if uh, if something ever happened or something ever came up, you could move these contracts around, right? They're 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 tradable contracts. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, I think it's important to look. It, it's it's working. I mean, they were the two seed last year. Brandon Clark is a big time contributor, right? I mean, he kind of he kind of fell off a little bit at the tail end of the of the Golden State series really couldn't find a, a way to be as productive but he had been good after being super effective against Minnesota exactly he was awesome against Minnesota and a big reason why they were able to win that series um and he'll have games for you in the regular season right i mean there's just no doubt about it um i'm i'm interested jason in how is how is if at all is it going to affect the team because Everybody's getting their bag now, right? Everybody's getting paid, whereas everybody had not been paid before. Um, they were working for that. They were fighting for that. Ja had not been paid. Brandon Clark had not been paid. Mm. Jaron did get paid. Um, Dylan has not been paid. We'll see on that. But, you know, one of the things you always see, you know, anecdotally in professional sports is when guys get the bag, are they as hungry? Do they play as hard? Do they want it as much? Because they got the bag. So, and I think that was one of the things that made the Grizzlies so great last year is that you just kind of felt like they were they were yearning for that validation, for that success. They were hungry. They wanted it. Will they still have that as much, you know? And I, I think that is something that will be interesting to watch play out. I I, I like where you're going with that. The, the, the I, I would argue this. I think the thing that makes me a little bit less concerned about that, and usually I, is when you have a superstar like Ja Moran in the locker room. Yep. Right, and you don't see any letdown with it. So, and and that's responsibility on him not yeah. to have it. But 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 what makes you think Ja's going to let off the gas now that he's he's not that type? It's not right. in his DNA. Right. So whether it's a Tom Brady, we've compared it. Right. Right. The, the, that sort of leadership ability, the ability to bring guys with you. You want to play to their level. You don't want to yes. let down the superstar guy. Yeah. So it's it's it, it'd be different if it's a different roster and you don't have the superstar, the alpha in that locker room. 
that that's a deal where John, every time you get the ball from him, you don't want to let him down. Agree. You know what I'm saying? And so when that sort of presence is in your locker room, in terms of I'm with you. Like usually guys get paid. My, you know that that that's when it's over. The motivation. Look at the NFL. Look at my man Khalil Mack. Man, he's the he's the definition of that. But back to this point, when you, when you've got somebody in the locker room like Ja that's going to demand it out of you, and uh, again, it's like with Michael. You didn't want to let him down. It it raised you up to your to your greatest level of play when you play with Michael Jordan because again it's it's you're in the room with greatness. You don't want to let greatness down. I think that helps offset some of what would be more concerns for me about guys getting paid. Maybe you let off a little bit. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. I think there's still I don't know if he's going to allow that. Yeah, because there's you know? still some things personally he wants to do. Right. I mean, he wants to be first team All NBA. He wants to be you know, a starter in the All-Star game again. Like, he wants to win a championship. I mean, these are all things. I mean, we saw it by the pre... Like, there is no there is no off switch, it feels like, or 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 dial back switch for Ja. It's it's just he's on 10 all the time. Right. You know? It's be, you know it's, if, if it's De'Aaron Fox, you know, I feel differently. But Fox, I mean, Ja demands that out of you almost. Yes, and I does. think it's a huge reason why they're, they're sitting there at number two last year. And again... You know, we, we, we've sort of set the expectations, expected this to be a playoff team and uh, hopefully advancing again. But um, here's the thing, back to you, you, the point of re-signing your own guys. We don't know a ton about what this team, when it's got Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron, and Ja all together, what it can do yet. And you're still talking about a nucleus that's basically 23 years old with your key pieces. And so, so again, we still have got to see this team for as long as we can a, as a whole, which we did not get to see last year. Mark Giannato, we talked about it before I got out of here, that column about how, how few games those guys all had together last season uh, in terms of the percentage of, of season they played together. It's been very little. And you get to, again, re-signing your own guys. You'll have them back in the fold, and we'll get to learn what you have. So, John, in the case that you're, you're a Milwaukee, right, you got Middleton Giannis, you find out, okay, now we do need to go out and get something because we see what our limits are. That, that's the other part is that you're still learning about your, your young nucleus and what you can be because you were missing key pieces of it at different times last year. You've yeah. had them together for so, so, so such a short time. And so that, that process can, can continue now that you're bringing all your guys back. Yeah. We'll see you on Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there, you, there you have it. Uh, we can move Next on. Next story. Okay, uh, victory cigars for uh, Tennessee. What, what, what are we doing for Memphis? Let's be careful. We're going down a slide, and it doesn't feel good. But, but it's not, it's not done yet, right? Because John, I don't know if the the if the goals changed for you when this team was four and one in terms of. You started to believe whether this was an AAC contender. Well, I, I, I did no, no, and I you, don't think you, you did. No. The, the people that are asking those questions, right, going to that Houston game, that, that's the narrative. But I don't think we ever believed that. And so Correct. if we're still talking about can this team get to eight wins, John, that possibility is still there. And, and what bothers me most about the ECU loss in particular was that was a team that's picked behind you. You know, you're fifth, they're sixth in the preseason poll. Uh, you had an opportunity there, especially after building a lead, to knock off a team that's supposed to be behind you, and a team that going into next year you want to keep behind you. You know what I'm saying? And so when you're losing to those teams, yeah, man, I can get going down this slide and feeling bad about it. I understand where fans are right now, questioning the play calling and everything else. There's just not a lot of confidence in Ryan Silverfield right now. That said, can this still be a 7-8 win season, which we said it needed to be before the year, right, building to put yourself in a point next year where you're ready to be a conference contender? Can it still be that? Yes. So you got to be careful on, you know, saying it's over and dead right now. Um, but I, but I can get the sentiment 
where well, you're not feeling very good and, and some pessimistic about yeah, the Yeah, I, I think it's just like it's, first of all, you didn't, we didn't come up with it. Didn't we look at those two games, though, before the season? We said they were losing Houston, right? And what did we say about at ECU? We said one, it was going to be they, tough. Uh, they competed with NC State, right? Wasn't that what it was? It was East Carolina and NC State. I think they, they, they exactly right. won, if not for a missed field That's goal. exactly right. Um, and, and, and look, they were, they were six-point underdogs going into that game. So what I want to slick tell you is that we counted those as losses before uh, the year. Both I think, of them. I think we might have set a split. We might have set a split there. I don't think we were going to. They're going to beat the com- the team that was picked to win the conference, Houston, and then we picked them to beat. Uh, we, we said we we're going to lose that one. I know we yes. said they were going to lose that one. And then one. split East and Carolina. We said they were going to win there at EC- ECU. One of the two between okay. East Carolina and Tulane. Right? All right, one All of right. the two. I think we. I think if we get the eight and four, that's how you get the eight and four, right? I mean, you have to you have to win one of those games, and they're six point underdogs against Tulane. Tulane is now ranked. I I, I think it's um I think we get like uh, we get defeat dumplings. There's there's victory cigars for Tennessee in in Memphis. There's defeat dumplings. Um, I I think it's more about looking at how it's happening as opposed to that it is happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Blowing leads, yeah, becoming characteristic like, of your program. Remember, we talked about this. I came in here and I was on a tangent after they beat North Texas, right? And I was like, I don't like the way they are handling these second half leads because they are not playing to win. They are playing not to lose, and. We said, okay, let's see if it continues. Let's see if that's just one game. Let's see if this becomes symptomatic of the of – the, and, it, and it has. They played not to lose against Houston. They played not to lose against East Carolina. And both times they lost the game. Um, and I, I, I just think that that's something that, that really sours the public sentiment. And once the public sentiment is sour, it's very difficult to get back. Now, if they beat Tulane this weekend, which will be very tough to do – um, yeah, so that's a ranked win, bro. I mean, that's that's a top twenty-five win on the road. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can have your feelings about Ryan Silverfield and how he doesn't promote the program as well, or he doesn't he's not exciting, he doesn't get a, a blah blah blah. But if you win on the road against a top twenty-five team, that's just well. That's why I asked you how much can you get back with a win. There. I think you could get back some of it, but you have to validate it by beating UCF at home. I mean, it's like it, one win ain't gonna you know change the 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 cheese that much. But if you if you win against Tulane, then you beat UCF at home, and you finish with the eight wins, I, I think people will be fine. I think, again, everybody's going to have an issue with something that a coach does. Um, but but if it's if you're still finding eight and four is not a mark to sneeze at. Seven and five, six and six feels like anybody can do with the talented roster in college football these days. Well, I want to go back to something you said the first hour. If you go down a, a, a seven and five or a six and six road, back to the point, if it's ending on a sour note or a note that's in mediocrity, I think that's when the the reality could be a, turn into a reality. That the chances of you keeping a Seth Hennigan they go down, right? Because again, you you get to a point where Seth Hennigan's questioning, why can't we win close games here? There's and, no doubt And he was about already that. pulled on last year. The guy's putting up numbers and losses. But but I think back to the point of okay my my mission this year for Memphis football was put yourself in a position where you're ready to take over the conference next year where you're not doing that without without Seth Hennigan it doesn't feel like to me right or or certainly not you're not putting yourself in as strong a position if he's not coming back and again if you end it like this John and it continues to spiral the chances of that of, of that happening in this world of college football where guys are always you know good good players are always being picked on hey come come on if that that chance to continue to grow goes down because then you got to go find another. You got the guy right now, and 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 I think that's the unfortunate part about losing these these last two games the way you have is you wonder how much of that 
you know, is doubt starting to seep into some of these players' minds, especially your good ones like Seth Hennigan? No, there's absolutely no question about that. Uh, yeah, you, we talk about fans, but the players themselves that are in the program. Look, you had to, needs to you had to keep Seth Hennigan after last year. Yeah, it, it was a fight to keep him in the program after last year. Imagine how much tougher that gets when you're not winning at a high level, and he's awesome, right? Because guess what? Power five conferences and power five leagues don't stop needing quarterbacks. And Seth Hennigan will be like, and I know Memphis fans will get mad, you know, and Memphis coaches will get mad, but they know it just as well as I he do. He literally told you he stayed last year. Like, yes. we, 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 we yes. know he got, he had opportunities. To Seth, leave. Seth Hennigan is going to be one of the most coveted players in all of college football after the season. And if you think I'm lying, just wait. Now, you want him believing that he can win a conference title here yes. going into next year. Yes. As much as we talk about you got to get fans to believe and get yes. attendance, it's just as important to keep have him have that belief by the end of this season. I mean, so that's the other reason why you can't have things spiral out of control here. Dude, point, I mean – uh, you don't go. You don't go up by going down this year and losing Seth Hennigan. You don't yeah. go up next year by I doing mean, that. There I, are so I feel many. Like there are so many programs right now that need quarterbacks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about it. Like, and, and who is going to be better? Especially like, one as tough as dude, man. Like he makes yes. great decisions. Yes. Uh, he puts bad decisions behind him. Yes. And, and plays through that. You know, you, you find it, the poise, the coach's son poise that he's got. You just don't find that everywhere. And so, again, we're, we're uh, for a program that's been so fortunate in terms of picking out quarterbacks and you land another good one in Seth Hennigan, man, you lose him. You know, that, that, that whole goal of being there next year to take this thing over, it makes it much tougher. So It does. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a great day. Uh, Memphis is a six-point underdog to Tulane. I don't yeah, – Great time for an upset for that program. Bro, needed. That, much needed. Needed. Um. But it's just it's one of those things, man. Once that sentiment turns south and, um, you know, people are – because it's really negative right now. Yeah, I see it out there. It's really negative. And, I mean, you're going to be underdogs in the next two, you know. Not to say that Memphis can't do it. Memphis has pulled off upsets, you know. But that was not a great start. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a terrible start to this three-game stretch that feels like will define the season. Well, and I told you, Quindell's been out for a significant portion of it. That doesn't yeah. help anything. Your yeah. best defensive player's out, too. I mean, you just wonder, like, okay, so they're at four and three right now, right? So if they finish, if they, if they go, if they let's just say they're going to be underdogs and they lose both. That will put them at four and five. Then they have Tulsa here, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a must-win game to get you to five and five. Then you have North Alabama. That would put you above 500. And then you close with SMU at the house or there? That's here. Okay, so. Oh, excuse me. That's there. Okay, well, I mean, that's going to be the difference between. Yeah, that six, game's there. That's, that's the difference between 500 and 7 and 5, that game. Like, is there going to be a decision for, for Memphis' administration if you're 6 and 6 or 7? Probably not today. Not um, no, but that seat would be warm next year. Well, uh, and that, again, that's assuming a win against Tulsa. That is no guarantee. I mean, that Tulsa has, you know, they have been competitive with you over the years. Mm-hmm. Didn't they lose to Tulsa last year there? They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad so, was there. Yeah, Brad was there. He reminds us. He reminds us he was the uh, he was the albatross at that game. So there is uh, there is no guarantee that you beat Tulsa. You lo- what if they go f- uh, five and, and seven? Then what? I think then you're having a conversation about Ryan Silverfield's future with Memphis, where maybe you're not waiting until next year. Five and seven, you know, what, what are you doing recruiting on five and seven? 
a guy who's just been okay. Yeah. You know, I, I know we'll look at the rankings and say, well, it's as good as it's ever been, but how much of that is Sylvie and how much are you building upon what you have? I will say this, in Silverfield's defense on recruiting, I mean, he's part of the reason why you got guys like Obina Eze in here. Like, he's been successful recruiting. That said, you're not, you're not you know, lighting the country on fire from that standpoint. So how do you get people excited again coming off 6-6 six and six and then 5-7? and seven? That might go to the point. Well, if you know, are we just better off nipping this thing in the bud and trying to create some excitement and go another direction? I think that you know, six and six, seven and five. Okay, you tell yourself, all right, it's got to be better, and you go in and that seat's warm next. You 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 come in, John. You got five wins. You you might be having a conversation right now. Yeah, no, I mean, that I just think... seems. And, and, and if you told Silverfield that before the season, I bet you he'd look at you and say, I understand. Mm-hmm. Is that asking too much? Coming off six and six last year in a year as critical as a point well, that, that because this program's at, that would be trending down, right? And you've got and you. It's not like you have quarterback struggles. You have one of the best in the league. Correct. So it's like you really don't have much of an excuse. You don't have much of a of a leg to stand on with that. You know, I I can say okay, you had a young quarterback. You're going through the growing pains. There's going to be some ups and downs. But Seth is legit. Seth is real. And so well, that's why we said it needed to be seven or eight wins. Yeah, um, preferably leaning towards that eight. You know, I think that's going to be because Memphis isn't going to have a look. If it makes financial sense for Memphis to move on from Ryan Silverfield after five and seven, then they will do it. If it does not, then they won't. Uh, if they feel like m- keeping him is is more financially responsible, then they'll do it. And if they feel like they'll um, be able to salvage some ticket sales and renew some excitement, because like I. I, one of the points I made at the beginning of the show is, and look, we all like Ryan Swift on a personal level. This is not personal. This is about business, and it's about the program and what he inherited versus what it's becoming, mm-hmm. right? They're, they have they have big plans. They talk a big game right now, right? They got left out of the Big 12, and so what? how did they respond? They said, we're going to go big. We're going to do a $200 million renovation. We're going to... You know we're going to become you know the best thing out of the out of the Power Five, and we're going to you know renovate Simmons Bank and, and all these things. Well, again, it's like how do you how how are you going to a do that? B come up with the money that's required to do that when you're going five and seven, six and six, even seven and five. That's a great point. Your ticket sales aren't going to make the markup, right? Uh, you know your boosters are not going to be in, in a big rush, you know, to throw money at a program that's you know. Treading water, basically, if not losing ground, if we're if, uh, losing ground, if you're six and six and seven and five, and you're not competing for the conference title in every every year, you're losing ground because that's what Memphis was doing when Ryan Silverfield got the job. It's just the truth. Um, so yeah, I think th- those are all considerations to be made. Look, there's still half a season to be played, uh, and if and if Ryan Silverfield finds a way to win next weekend against a ranked Tulane team, win at home, you know, a lot of these games are still here. That's a great thing. That's great news for Ryan Zuberfield. Tulsa's here. UCF is here. You know, these are big games, and they're in Memphis. Houston was here. You should have won the game. Um, you, you know, you, you, you win two sweep perhaps, uh, as, as unlikely as it is. Yes, you, we could be having a very different conversation, but the odds are stacked against that. And so what it sets up is a very interesting end-of-season discussion about the program, where it's going under Ryan Silverfield, Seth Hennigan, is he back? Mm-hmm. If you're Seth Hennigan, you've done two years. It's not going right. You you know your receivers suck. <laughs> I mean, right? Why would you Why would you do another year? I mean, these are just real, raw, honest conversation. I'm not telling or encouraging Seth Hennigan to leave, but if you if you go inside, just go inside his mind. What's he got to be thinking right now? 
What's he what's what's he gonna be thinking at the end of the season? He's thinking we can't win close games and he doesn't know the reason why. And that's what I'm saying. And you don't pl- want your quarterback exactly. in that headspace. And he's playing in front of twenty thousand people, you know? Whereas he could go to a power five conference and and not have to worry about that and, and have weapons and be have a chance to Well and and God knows what on NIL and everything else. Yeah, I mean it's it, it is what it is, man. And and it's the existential fight that Memphis is gonna have, not just for Seth Hennigan, but for for everybody on that football program, like I said, Ryan Silverfield got to make folks believe. That's right. You don't you just don't give folks you know trust without it being uh, uh, earned, and that's what that's what I'm saying. And so, for, to your point about raising money for Simmons Bank, to the point about getting Seth Hennigan, to the point about again getting a seven eight wins where you you can tell folks we're building yep. rather than taking a step back. That's why this is so critical right now. It's true. It's it, it's it's exactly right. So anyway, uh, tough weekend for Memphis football. Next story. Titans have got an agreement in place uh, with Nashville Mayor John Cooper uh, to build a new stadium, according to a report by Axios, reading from the ESPN.com report. Uh, it's a 1.7 million square foot stadium. We'll have a dome, making it possible, yes, to host a Super Bowl and other major events. Uh, will be located east of Nissan Stadium along the East Bank. Project set, uh, said to cost up to $2.2 billion uh, dollars and must be approved by the Metro Council. Titans ownership has reportedly agreed to put up eight hundred million of that two point two billion uh, and five hundred million coming from the state. We've talked about this and the state's willingness to help Nashville out here uh, for a new stadium and how, quite frankly, when the time comes, they're going to have to be ready. I would assume to help out the Memphis Grizzlies, the state's other professional sports franchise. Uh, obviously, you got the Predators as well over in Nashville. Uh, going to have to help out the Grizzlies, I would think, because again, you're coming up with a significant portion of this on your own five hundred million of the two point two billion. The other funding uh, includes a one percent tax on local hotel room rentals in Davidson County, along with sales tax collected within the new stadium. Uh, the deal's a result of Nissan Stadium needing renovation after twenty three years of wear and tear. Uh, the project was going to co- uh, a provision in the current lease requires the stadium's condition to be kept on par with other sports venues built around the same time. The project was going to cost approximately one point eight billion over the next seventeen years. So the mayor basically called it financially irresponsible to renovate the stadium. We're going to go big and get us a Super Bowl here. Um, again, you know, from here in Memphis, from our little spot in the corner of the state. I get you'd look at this and say, okay, Nashville's getting more. You know, Nashville, which is pushed ahead of Memphis, mm-hmm. they're going to get more and, and, you know, help from the state. When our time comes, no, you're not going to do anything for Simmons Bank. Feels like we're on our own with that one here in Memphis. Um, the University of Memphis is on its own. Uh, but when it comes to the Grizzlies, I don't see how when the time comes and Robert Perry knocks on that state's door, uh, they're not prepared to say, okay, here's yours. Uh, that's what I'm thinking on this thing. The other part about it, yeah, feels like we're, we're going to have a Super Bowl in Nashville. We're going to have a Super Bowl in the state of Tennessee eventually. Well, yeah, that's exciting for uh, us because it's a very drivable. You don't even have to like. Imagine if the Raiders were in it, dude. Oh, I know. And I wouldn't Imagine even... what that would do to your life. Just you would be there. Oh. There'd be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You'd be there probably for a week. I mean, just, just your team yeah. in the Super Bowl 200 miles away. No, it's it, well, obviously I will. I will never have to worry about that, right? Not or, with Derek Carr. Yeah, like this is like a maybe when I'm like 65 years old kind of thing, and you know by then it's like who even what even. You matters. ain't there. There they will have already had it by then. That stadium be old by then. By the time you're 65. Well, like, I mean, dude, forget even if it's my team. It's a chance to drive to the Super Bowl. That's true. Like whoever's in it. Yeah. Like it's a chance to go to the uh and whereas like or just to be in the same town as the Super Bowl. Some folks just go to party. Right. Like I would go to a Super Bowl. If it's drivable, who wouldn't? I mean, 
It's a, you don't have to worry about their airfare. You know, you probably have friends in Nashville you can stay with, right? I mean, it's 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 great. I mean, I wish we could have a Super Bowl at Simmons Bank, but that does not until we get the renovations. It doesn't feel like we can have that conversation just yet. Yeah, that hundred and fifty to two hundred million ain't a drop in the bucket of what we need to get the bowl here, bro. What is there? Two billion? Yeah, two point two. That ain't that much of a difference, bro. You're not hearing me, dude. I'm, t- I'm the, saying the state is giving them half a billion, and that ain't the, that that. That's the unkept. It's like the it's the quiet. We're, we're asking for a, we're, we're paying. We need a percentage of the half a billion. The quiet part out loud is that the reason why that's the reason why this that Simmons Bank still exists because we we are angling to host the Super Bowl. We need the capacity. You know what I'm saying for the Super Bowl, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what nobody wants to like. Nobody will say that out loud because they're afraid of getting laughed at. You know, but I know. I know that that's what they're trying to but do. But we can't even get an NBA All-Star game here. You're talking about a that's coming. freaking Super Bowl well, they, we, in Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. And I think they yeah. did put it a bid for the 2026 World Cup. So that is a... Uh, they're going to play it by, with the train running by over there at Simmons yeah. Bank. Yeah, That's a good idea, man. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in Memphis. Invest in Memphis is what I say. Forget Nashville, man. I don't want to... I don't want to think about oh how this is so great for Nashville. This well, they get it all, man. What you want me to say, bro? This sucks. I mean, well, that, that, no. What's to be said? We live here in Memphis. What's to be said off this story? Is state better be ready to come on down? We've said well, it. Uh, well, we keep saying that. We keep preparing them, but you know, I mean, whether or not well, uh, well we're not at that point yet, but we will be soon. Uh, yeah, and, so, and there will be no no's that can come from the state when you're right. taking care of Nashville on this. I feel like this needs to be, you know, this needs to be reported on, right? Because you just don't, you just don't want it to get ugly between the Grizzlies and the state, right? You don't because. The city of Memphis. But why would it? Literally, it'd be different if they were one of the worst teams in the league or whatever well, else. You know what helps. I'm saying? Yes. You're, you're talking about with a young nucleus and a superstar. That's you know that, because that, you wonder that's like that's good for your state. If the Grizzlies didn't luck into the number two pick, if they were just kind of middling through, if they weren't, it might be different how you feel about them. The state might say, "Yeah, the Grizzlies aren't that good anyway. We don't really need them." But now it's like you see how they mean as much to Memphis as clearly as the Titans do to Nashville, just in terms of what they mean, you know, to their cities and yeah. everything else. And they're they're both. Good. At this point, good. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I think the World Cup in Memphis will be pretty nice. I think it'll be good weather. Uh, you know, you got that Memphis humidity. Man, just go to a 901 FC uh, playoff game first, bro. If the all right, if Qatar can get the World you Cup, you ain't ready to support the World Cup. If you Ka- need to support 901 FC first. Well, if Qatar can get it, bro, Memphis can get it, right? Not in Simmons Bank. Why? Well, you, you Mike Rose. They can have it at Mike Rose. They're, they're, they got like a lot of fields over there, bro. No, I think you're you're angling for the wrong things, bro. Just believe Focus it. Focus on an all-star game. I believe in Memphis, bro. Get some downtown choose, hotel rooms. Choose 901. That's what I always say. Super Bowl 2032 in Memphis, Tennessee. Get ready. That two, that 200, the neon lights that wrap around, the new neon lights that they're going to have wrapping around the building are just going to be they're gonna you're, make, you're, making a, you're making us look bad. When all the Nashville's just listening to you laughing at you. You sound like an idiot right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'll never apologize for having ambition about this place, man. You know? Well-placed ambition is what you need. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, got some respect burgers at 1 o'clock that Jason's going to hand out. Then Jason Fitz will join us at 125. We'll ask him about the arena conversation uh, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Can you beat Vegas this football season? Well, that's what Superbook Sports gives you the chance to do every single week. You can go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Vegas. I was battling myself yesterday. I said, don't go. Don't go. Brett Meyer, no, no, no. Whew, that was a sweat. I'll take it, though. That's the fun. That's the fun about betting with Superbook Sports. There's no fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. These are some of the best odds boosts and promo bets that you will find anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms, conditions, and problem call 1-800-889-9789. Yeah, speaking of which, Eagles moved to 6-0 against the Dallas Cowboys, or I guess after beating the Dallas Cowboys last night. That was Jalen Hurts' first career win against Dallas. Of course, he's only played. This That was his third game. Mm-hmm. But he did he did lose both matchups last season to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, I it, it's weird. It, it is weird that I'm th- feeling this way, but I almost came away feeling better about the Cowboys and the loss than I did about the Eagles and the win. Why? Because Cooper Rush is horrible. He is probably the worst. Uh, well, Cooper Rush is what he is, a backup quarterback who had, up until that point, had done his job. Well, had he, done gone above and beyond for the most part. Well, he Sons just a win. He just kind of handed his, the ball off. But that's literally the job yeah. of a backup. Uh, but he threw three picks yesterday, yeah. and they, yesterday. they were killers. They were all killers. Um, and I came away from that game thinking, Man, if they just had like a competent quarterback in there who can move the chains, not just hand the ball off and not make mistakes. He had not thrown an interception before last night. Mm-hmm. The Eagles' defense is real. That is that is that is a fact. That is what I like about the Eagles. Their their defensive line, their secondary there with uh, Slay, Slay, Bradbury, and then the uh, safety they acquired, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. When he came back in the game, he left with a hand injury, 
And when he came back in, he got the pick. He changed the game. Um, I, I just feel like because of Dallas's uh, talent in, in, on both the offensive line and the defensive line, they have a chance in the playoffs. Um, they do. And Zeke, Zeke still has a little bit in the tank, man. He showed a little bit last night. Now, he always plays well against against the Eagles, but, you know, I feel like between him and Pollard, they got something there. I mean, Noah Brown's coming on for them as the sort of he, – he's sort of taking the number two job, right, from Gallup. Gallup's out there, but he's not as productive as Noah Brown. So, yeah, I, I, I think the Eagles are a good team. I'm not trying to sit here and say they're not, but I do – worry about them in a big spot where Jalen Hurts is going to have to make plays with his arm. Um, I'm less confident in his ability to do that than, you know, if he's sitting on a lead, if he's just got to, you know, play the read options, hand it off to Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. They have a great running game. No question about that. They can bully you there. But what about when you're down 13 to 3? You know what I'm saying? Like, can they can they claw out of a lead like that? Or a deficit like that. I don't know. I think that's an Didn't they question. get down against the Jags, weirdly? They did. 14-0. You're right. They did. 14-0. I, I hear the concerns on Jalen Hurts and, and, and Kenya, if you get down, lead you back with the arm. But when you have playmakers like A.J. Brown and Smith and, and the way that run game is now with a – feels like a revitalized Miles Sanders from – Miles Sanders wasn't Miles Sanders last year. You got, no, the, he was not. you got the real one this year that there's just enough there where they don't have to put that pressure all on Jalen. You know what I'm saying? Or in the case of the having the playmakers, as long as you got them and get the ball in their hands, um, I think it can be good enough. I, I, I understand what you're saying about Dallas. You're sitting there at 4-2 and two right now. Remember when Dak went down, we said the season was over. And so to salvage it the way you have, you know, Cooper uh, Rush up until – yesterday being fantastic just at being Cooper Rush. Don't try to go out and be Dak. You've kept them afloat, and you've kept them in the race. And so I can see feeling good about they where they are now that you're, you know, you got, you're closer to a Dak return. But I still think the story is Philly. Like, that's real. And I don't think it's going anywhere. You made the point. Defensive line, maybe one of the best in the NFL. If not, you can make a case they're the best. Offensive line, as good as anybody's. They're, they're not as complete as Buffalo. But they're right there, and especially in the NFC, if not the most complete team, one of the most. And so I, I just don't see the drop-off coming for them. I can understand feeling good about Dallas with that coming back in, what they've sort of been able to do offensively with him out, and you think about where they can be, and, and now your ceiling goes up. But, uh, man, Philadelphia looks real to me in that NFC, especially as banged up as Tampa Bay and Green Bay have looked. Philly just looks like the real deal. And, again, if you're not saying Jalen go out there and do it by yourself, and he doesn't have to anymore – I don't see any reason why this thing has to all of a sudden fold up or look different. I think Philly's going to be in it to to win it the, the whole way through the season. All right, so um, but I understand you feeling optimistic about Dallas. Hell yeah, a lot of that to your boy that you just called sorriest ever, Cooper Rush. Yeah, well, he is sorry. He is sorry. I'd rather have Justin Fields over him. Well, what's it? What's he four and one now, or three and one? Uh, like three, one of them. One of them. That's good enough. And it's again, you, we did not see that happening yeah. when Dak went down. No, I thought so t- Dallas has kept themselves in the mix. I I will say, like I watched that game last night. And I was like, man, it is it is a good thing. It is good to have Justin Fields because he is he is better than Cooper Rush. I I think we could certainly say he is better than the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback Mm-mm. currently. No, I don't know, man. I don't what know. What you mean you don't know? Justin Fields is not good, bro. What you mean he's not good? Yeah, we saw it again. I don't even. I didn't even want to bring it up. 
Were you watching? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. Where did you watch it from? From my dad's hut. He got a hut for real? He's got like straw on the outside? It's like up in the trees, yeah. It's like a tree house. He lives in a tree house? Pretty much. Is there like a... uh, But they get a signal. They got Wi-Fi up in the tree, you know? Really? And so we were able to... We need dad's like Amazon. We're fine. We got it. Put it on 122. Thing comes on the TV. I'm so curious about what life is like in, in a place like that. So like, is there like a sports bar? They have several of them, including the Flying Pig which is owned by a former California school teacher and wrestling coach who, like my dad, retired to Belize. And, but unlike my dad, he's opened up a spot down there where, yes, it's a sports bar. He's got the team stuff hanging. People come in there, they, you know, trivia, watch the games on Sunday, all of it. Back to the point, yeah, you got, you got a business down there. They got a bunch of, uh, of bars. That's what, that, that's what Placencia and, and half of Belize is based on, the, the tourists and the bars, bro. And trying to get your dollar out of there. So they serve like American food. Yeah, that's awesome. Quesadillas and all that, you know. Yeah, but like that's the first thing I think about American food: right. hamburgers, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, that's all that. Clue. But again, where, where's, bro. but where's that beef coming from? Well, that's a, uh, the, and we know you are a man that wants to now, know the origins. Now that chicken tastes just like American chicken, okay. but but that beef did not taste same. Gotcha. Not same. Cat. That's perhaps. it. Was that Central American beef? It just wasn't the same. It wasn't built as good. Not not as sturdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 